Hello everybody, welcome to The Daily Sip. My name is Oliver, my mission is to bring you closer to organic Japanese green tea. And today we're gonna dive into actually uh, the Saimidori cultivar. So this is quite a sweet, quite an umami rich cultivar. And I want to discover a little bit what differences can this cultivar show when it is slightly different in terms of planting and harvesting and the preparation just before the harvest. And there we're gonna dive into the shading. So what I brought with me today are actually two teas. One is a shaded and also Fukamushi styled a prepar prepared tea by the farmer. And here we have the Asamushi unshaded or naturally shaded tea. So I really want to dive into a little bit the taste nuances between these two, a little bit guide you through what you can expect when, for example, one cultivar is shaded and one cultivar is made with the Fukamushi. What are the nuances shown by this tea? And then the second one would be we take the Asamushi non-shaded or naturally shaded tea and see a little bit what the taste nuances there to guide you a little bit in which direction you might like it. And therefore I brought this tea to you, these two teas today and we're gonna dive into really a deep tasting of these two beauties here. So let's first maybe just have a look at the leaves. So um, one uh, information also about the teas is one is from the region of Kyoto. So here we have the tea of Mr. Takara, which is the Asamushi, which I brought with me. So slightly steamed tea, as you might know, when uh, tea is harvested to remain green, it has to be rather quickly. So within the first two hours into a steam bath, there are different methods which actually exist in Japan. And uh, one of them is the Asamushi, so the light steaming method, or the Fukamushi, which is the deep steaming. There also exists Futsumushi. Futsumushi is kind of the in-between the Asamushi and the Fukamushi. But here we really have a Fukamushi versus an Asamushi. And we already see a very big difference between the two leaves. So when we just have a look at the leaves, we see here the Asamushi showing bigger leaves longer leaves, not small particles. Well here, um, I bring it a little bit closer, you see the Fukamushi style tea is really broken down and this um, is, uh, the reason is coming actually from the longer steaming. The longer steaming breaks down the cell, cell membranes a little bit stronger. So um, the tea leaves, they get a little bit weaker, but what, the, what it does, it smoothes and sweetens the tea. This has been uh, developed after the second world war well, also Japan was forced to sell its tea, not to export country like the US, for example, which was a big consumer of Japanese green tea before uh, they had or they went into war uh, with each other. So the uh, Japanese government really had to, had to define, okay, what do we do with the tea industry? We need to make the consumers to buy more Japanese green tea and therefore their search for style to maybe improve or maybe less stringent or kind of reduce the stringency of the teas. And there the Fukamushi style method was discovered. Actually, they found out when they leave the teas instead of 30 to 45 seconds in a steam bath, when they go over a minute to one minute and a half, then actually the tea really um, 
pushes down a little bit the catechins or a little bit more the astringent particles and then they move more in front the sweeter particles like for example the theanine especially theanine is present so this is an amino acid which then also triggers more the sweeter taste of the green tea or the Japanese green tea and at the same time gives it this special and unique umami rich flavor which is a little bit the savory sweet flavor profile good so now we have had a look at the tea leaves now we're going to dive a little bit um, more into these teas so uh, here we have the tea of Mr. Henta and here we have the tea of Mr. Takada which I mentioned before um, Mr. Henta he's um, in my opinion a very good farmer in terms of very sweet and savory teas so um, as it is this tea is also a little bit shaded so here we talk about seven days versus non-shading of this tea but what's quite impressive and this was also quite a surprise for me when I tasted uh, the tea of Mr. Takata so the one with the bigger leaves uh, the first time here I definitely saw that uh, the tea leaves are actually um, quite dark for a naturally shaded tea. So um, here definitely what I'm expecting is that we have quite a sweet aroma between these two. We even get a little bit of a lighter green um, of the tea which is done by Mr. Henta but Mr. Henta cleared in the south in the region of Kirishima and there he has often uh, he's shading often his teas making them, them very sweet, very soft, very round. And Mr. Takada, he varies a little bit in the style of teas he's producing. He also has shaded teas, but here we are really in a, a natural uh, tea and or an unshaded tea. So um, let's go into the tasting of this tea. So what I brought with me is clearly the same Kyusu. Need to have the same conditions for both teas and I use five grams of each tea to brew my tea. Perfect, so we put these small plates aside and then we really um, use the same amount of water or we try. Then we have 70 degrees Celsius water which is 165 Fahrenheit and Beautiful, we're just gonna leave this in very short. Actually, the one of Mr. Henta, I can even brew it a little bit shorter. So, indication by Mr. Takada is for this tea, so the one with the longer needles. Um, here we are at 60 seconds with uh, Mr. Henta. We can even stop it or make the first pour after 45 seconds. And that's also linked to the fact that the Tea leaves are a little bit more broken down of the Fukamushi style. They're releasing stronger and faster their flavor and we do not want to overbrew it. So in terms of um, ratio kind of um, gram per kind of giving the best taste out of the amount of leaves you're using, Fukamushi is a little bit better as it is broken, more broken down and then it's giving uh, or releases on the one hand it releases um, the tea faster so the tea tastes faster and on the other hand um, you're just using more of the leaves because more part of the actual leaf are exposed or touching the water and that's why these teas are also so intense green so we already seen the first brewing with a very beautiful green which we don't really have directly with the tea of Mr. Takara. 
So he is already in the brewing or after the first brewing, we already see the difference. So let's have a look here. Um, when I just show the different brewing. So you really can see that the Fukamushi already now shows a beautiful intense green. Meanwhile, there is much more a golden and lighter color um, when we look at the tea of Mr. Takara. So here definitely also an, a very first big difference. If I look just at the water of the tea, then I could expect that this one has a little bit more of a greener, um, kind of a little bit more vegetal side, so a little bit more fresh spinach, a little bit more edamame flavors. And here I would expect a very sweet and fruity uh, tea coming from the leaves, which were pretty dark, uh, both of them. So let's go into, um, um, into the tasting of the tea. So first Samidori from Mr. Henta. So Fukamoshi shaded tea. And this is typical now. If I'm looking at the brewing um, of Fukamushi, it would kind of lead me to expect that there's a little bit more of this edamame in the spinachy note, which I was explaining before. But what Fukamushi does, it really pushes the more savory, sweet and fruity flavor profile. So I get a lot of umami, so this typical savory, sweet flavor profile, which goes a little bit into the sweet corn area. I get a little bit more of this nutty flavor profile. I'm always getting a lot of um, cashew nuts when I'm tasting uh, umami strong teas. Um, there is a little bit of a fruitiness. Let's dive again into the fruits. We have another sip. Mm, I get a little bit of kind of nearly a lychee berry style, but it is also at the same time quite savory. And here mm, it might go for some people a little bit too much into, they tend to have the savory taste profile, which is coming from the umami. It's a very interesting flavor profile and super unique to the Japanese green tea. And there maybe this could be the point where some Japanese tea loses the consumer, um, which is not looking for this specific taste profile and is not very fond of this typical kind of Japanese cuisine flavor profile because it moves a little bit more. Some people interpret it as a little bit of seaweed, a little bit of marine note. You sometimes hear a little bit brothy note. It's super interesting because it's kind of a little bit savory but very sweet at the same time. So super interesting, but this is really what the Japanese green tea differentiates itself from all the other teas, uh, all the other green teas you can buy from other countries. So here, definitely a very strong umami flavor profile, quite sweet, quite soft, very round, but quite pronounced in this umami flavor profile. Now let's go to the tea of Mr. Takada. So here, as I said before, I'm expecting a little bit more of a um, a less green and a little bit sweeter flavor profile, but now I experienced a very sweet and savory tea. Now let's go uh, into this and see what actually the taste difference is, as I was expecting this to be sweeter. But in which way could it be sweeter or in which way actually could um, this tea very differentiate itself from the other one? Yeah. 
I just had to reassure myself. So super interesting. So what you can clearly take out of, and I think this is very much linked to the shading. So what the shading actually does is it gives the tea a much more a kind of umami rich note and this is triggered by the L-theanine. The L-theanine is amino acid which transforms as soon as the plant is touched by the sunlight in the last weeks it's transforming into catechins and that's why the farmer started or they learned if they cover the tea then they can trigger more the L-theanine because it doesn't convert into catechin as, as, as much or it doesn't really convert. In the extreming you can see this with Gyokuro. Here we are with the shaded Sencha for seven days so quite the short shading. Um, so there is a little bit of this uh, transformation of the theanine going on but still very very savory. Here the savoriness is lighter so it's softer I would say. It's not as pushy on this note so it's not as pronounced on this uh, savory sweet note but it's much more lighter and it leaves this kind of brings the tea a little bit more in an easier aspect of giving more space to the fruitiness. Here we really have this intense full-bodied experience where you really have a, have, a, have a deep 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 taste kind of experience of umami and here it shows that there's also umami inside so there is definitely this a little bit more savory note but there's a kind of a softer note around it it's not as pushy and thus it's kind of nearly a little bit more in the background it leaves space for other taste notes and here mm -hmm. I got a kind of a, a soft sweetness Instead of cashew nut, I get a little bit more of an almond and nutty flavor profile in terms of fruits. Get a little bit of papaya, a little bit of mango, but not a, not a very ripe mango. So we are not into kind of a very sweet territory when you ripen the mango until it's very juicy and super super sweet it's not at all like that so it's kind of a soft sweetness which i'm getting a little bit more from a papaya um yeah and there's this nearly a little bit of green grape so i would say there's definitely a kind of a slight note not nearly but there is a slight note of green grapes which is coming with this tea meanwhile this one here They are not very far from each other, but here definitely, especially kind of in the later lingering of the tea, I get much, much more of a kind of a super sweet and savory flavor profile. And here, here we just have this light sweetness, a little bit more green grape, a little bit, there's kind of a, a hue of, of, of kind of fresh cut grass, but super soft. And um, it's actually a little bit the difference here from a color-wise. Color-wise, I was expecting to have more of these grassy notes. I didn't get it. And actually here I'm getting this light hue of fresh cut grass with it. So it's kind of a 
softer sweetness with a little bit of more freshness. Here it's kind of a this intense sweetness um, going quite strong a little bit into this deeper kind of mango flavor profile which you could link to a little bit of a sweeter mango notes but then goes very strong in this more savory a little bit umami kind of a this slight sweet notes when you are um, eating a cherry tomato there's a soft sweetness with it so this I'm getting here a little bit it's kind of this um, behind the scene soft sweetness which you're getting from um, from uh, very ripe cherry tomato but let's go to the second brewing and let's have a look So here only 20 seconds I needed to second brewing. I have to pour the other one too, otherwise. And still, color difference is clearly visible. Let's go. Mr. Hansa, Mr. Takada, so you really can see the difference. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Hansa now in the second brewing, definitely the teeth of Mr. Hansa shows a little bit more of this greener side. So I get a little bit more of spinachy, get a little bit more of this edamame flavor profile but also a slight note of citrus so there's moving a slight note of astringency is kind of getting a little bit more of space in this tea but it's still very soft so not not very strong and let's go to the tea of Mr. Takara Mm -hmm. It's just, it's super interesting for me and here I'm a little bit surprised. I was expecting a little bit more of density, so in the, a little bit of this kind of a little bit denser brewing sometimes. Maybe you have made the experience that when you're uh, brewing Japanese green tea as it is so rich in minerals and amino acids, it can become a little bit or can get a little bit this density in terms of kind of um, experience when it glides over your tongue. This you especially get from Gyokuro. And I was expecting it to get it a little bit more here, but actually Mr. Takata's teas, tea has this beautiful kind of density, but lighter and as I explained before, a little bit more this lighter sweetness with it. So there's a little bit of not a heavier uh, note. I'm for example when you're eating cashew nuts they're always this, this it's quite creamy and quite intense in terms of taste profile there's a nice sweetness with it but it's a little bit heavy and i would differentiate it really there's a very slight difference here a little bit more kind of this nice and soft sweetness of almond nuts are much more present here so it's just lighter this sweetness and softer and also the umami is a little bit softer while here with the samidori of Mr. Hanta, definitely um, we are getting much more the intensity 
of um, the umami flavor profile but now in the second brewing showing a little bit more the citrusy note which I'm getting less with the tea of Mr. Takara. So it nearly seems a little bit nicer, nicer balanced. But especially now in the second brewing, you really can see the difference. Here we are staying still quite strong in this uh, kind of umami flavor profile. So this tea is very potent. Strong in the first brewing, strong in the second brewing. Um, here we're talking a tea which is softer, has its strength in around umami and stays as well soft. It nearly gets a little bit weaker so it even moves a little bit apart so they move a little bit apart with the second brewing and here we have just a light soft um, umami flavor profile bringing a little bit more forth um, this more almondy taste fruits. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the green grape is very present as this light hue of grass. So it's just a lighter tea. And I think this is the main takeaway also I can take here from me. It's like when you're going for a shaded tea, then definitely you will get an umami rich tea, which is pushing quite strong. There's a little bit savory note. Here we get a little bit of a lighter, a little bit more balanced and a little bit a softer note. And then the, really the question is, what is your preference? I think when you're more a newbie or newer to Japanese green tea, it might be that this one here could suit you a little bit better as due to the fact that it is nicely balanced and not as uh, prominent and not as strong on the umami note. If you're really looking for this typical, very strong, um, kind of very differentiating Japanese green tea taste note than the Samidori, which is coming from a shading process and also Fukamushi process could be actually your go-to tea. So these two teas, both of them super interesting, both of them super nice. I'm a little bit more, more in the direction of this a little bit lighter um, taste profile. I'm, mm, this is a little bit also my kind of hesitance with the Saimidori cultivar because it can, especially as a Gyokuro, be very intense in this umami note. And I like when the tea shows a little bit of balance and shows also quite a broad array of other notes. And here when we have this strong umami flavor profile, we have this savory and kind of very strong nutty flavor profile and this is quite prominent and when we have a little bit of a lighter tea then we have also a little bit of this finer sweeter note there's the hue of grass there's a little bit more of this lighter fruitiness green grapes even showing themselves and this is something I personally like a lot when the tea shows nearly a little bit more variation but both of them are very good uh, in my opinion both of them super enjoyable super drinkable um, but um, definitely a difference even though they're coming from the same cultivar so same green tea type of varietal um, so this was the deep dive of these two teas I hope you like this one here and if you ever have a question do not hesitate please leave a comment and I'll be happy to answer them Th then until next time thanks a lot for watching see you and bye bye